This is the Machination Log recorded August 29th, 2016. This is David Paddock, and in cyberspace across from me, I've got Matt back in the building. Matt, how you doing? Hey there, David. How's it going? <gasps> it's going okay. How's it going over there? It's going pretty okay. We're going to get into that pretty serious here for uh, what I believe is going to be Sage Wondering Part 4. Matt, I'm looking at a uh, chart of September 2016. Uh, called the Matt's September 2016 initiative. What the hell's going on on this chart? So my here's the initiative. I want every night, every single night, to be asleep by a certain time. That's the end goal. And I want to be asleep by anywhere between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. Um, and also in support of getting to sleep on time, the internet has got to be shut off by 9 o'clock. So that's what I'm doing. And one of the reasons I'm doing this is because it's an easy habit to to keep track of. It's easy to keep track of whether you went to sleep by a certain time. It's a yes or no thing. And also, I feel like it's an important habit. Well, okay, rewind a little bit. It's a good habit to have so that you can start building other habits on top of that. I think one of the books that I read about this calls calls this a, a keystone habit or a foundational habit or something like that. So for September, this is that habit. Going to sleep on time, shutting off the internet on time is the one that I'm going to build the other ones around. I Sleep is certainly a rudimentary one. I've tried to do what I can to standardize that and failed continuously, but I, <laughs> I, I never regret it when I managed to pull it off for a couple of days at least. Um, I, yeah. On this, it's uh, in bed with eyes closed between twenty one thirty and twenty two hundred. Um, what is your what is your contract breach damages for not managing that? Oh man, I, I didn't I didn't give myself like a well defined punishment, um, but uh, you see it as my cover photo on Facebook right now. So I guess the the punishment is I've got to tell everybody else that I failed to hit the goal that I set for myself. And come on, man, you set the goal for yourself, so don't fail it. Um, so that's, 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 I guess, what the punishment is. Other people get to see that I failed. Have you done a sleep-oriented regiment like this before? Um, on and off. I, I've, well, I've done the polyphasic sleep thing. That's totally different. <laughs> that's that that's exciting, that yeah. Time. Um, 47 days and I quit. But anyway, um, yeah, so have I done another like sleep regiment? Um, actually, last month, I, I had a version of this goal. It was to be in bed by 10 o'clock. And that's distinct from, from the statement of the goal this time, which is to be in bed with my eyes closed between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. And, and it's a subtle yet important distinction, because sometimes I tried to find a loophole by saying, like, oh, I'm in bed now. Like, that was the goal, right, Matt? And yeah. I found a loophole and like, and said, yeah, I, I reached the goal, but I'm still allowed to floss right now. Like if I didn't floss earlier, I can floss in bed. No, I want to be like trying to fall asleep by a certain time. Um, no, so that's why the thing's written that way. Permanent kick in the ass that your body will yes. find any way to cheat on anything <laughs> that you come up with. And of course, if your body considers what you came up with here unjust, it'll just ignore the whole process. But I'm rooting for you since... Uh, Isn't that shitty? Like, I try to find a loophole in something I made for myself. Yeah. Like, I'm about... I'm, I'm all about loopholes. Like, <laughs> like trying to game the system 
and not be like burdensome on the system um, is is great and everything. But not if it's like the system you set up for yourself. Like, really, man? Are you going to try and cheat yourself? Don't do that. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly uh, what you I and I and everybody are going to do. <laughs> but I do that's it. Exactly. And I'm really creative. Like, I can find really creative and well-justified ways of of yeah. uh, doing this, of cheating my own systems. But I don't want to do that. So putting this putting this thing on Facebook as my Facebook cover photo and actually using Facebook for a meaningful thing, um, <laughs> revolutionary, I know. Outstanding. Um, I think I think is uh, is a good way to go about it. Yeah, the one the one trap that I would say to avoid, which thankfully it in in having posted it on Facebook in a more permanent fashion and semi permanent fashion, rather than just telling everybody you're going to do this, just telling everybody you're going to do this would actually be bad because then you would get the dopamine yes. hit of having <laughs> achieved thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm well I'm well aware of that. So yeah. so there's a difference between talking to somebody about it. And, uh, and like actually following through on it. And if you talk about it, then you get the dopamine hit, you're less likely to do it. But I'm, I'm trying to circumvent that or maybe just totally get around it and not even have to deal with it by being accountable in this way. Hopefully. Yeah. And, uh, you'll be back on here soon enough and we'll find out whether or not that worked. So we'll give you that little pressure at least. All right. Someone's watching me. At least one person's watching me. This is good. Someone's got their eye on you, Matt. Um, just as an interlude here, you are recording on your side, right? Uh, twice at the same time. Oh, excellent! That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a that's a level of professionalism that I only occasionally rise to. So, look today, today we got a camera as well. Matt, just in case, Matt is just holding case a mirror that. up to his webcam to show me his uh. His little Mr. Robot with a mic on it. <laughs> it's actually a pretty spiffy looking device there. My setup isn't nearly as sweet as the one at Machination Log headquarters, but I'm doing what I can with what I have. Look, this is this is just the tools of the trade. I don't actually know how <laughs> to do any of this stuff. It it works most of the time, so I feel yeah. like that's that's as much as I can possibly ask. It only I've I haven't lost a recording in at least a month now. Um, and that's that's marked progress over some of the previous iterations. <laughs> so I'm I'm totally happy with where it's at. Did did it take like one time in particular, one recording lost? Like, oh man, I lost such a great conversation. Uh, you, I really need to make sure that doesn't happen again. You would not believe how easy it is to forget those fuck ups like, it's the kind of thing it's the kind of thing in the moment it's infuriating and then yeah. you just immediately forget that that was a problem and then it just bites you again but no i feel i i've actually managed to find a stable enough setup that it's just not a problem anymore well that's good but but it, that's kind of a good thing that it's easy to to forget the fuck ups right i mean like we're one of the things that keeps me back from actually doing stuff from actually being creative is worrying about the fuck up but then, if if we're able to like forget about the fuck up easily once it's taken place, like oh, I, I fucked up, but that's no problem. Well, that's that's like that facilitates the creativity. Oh, absolutely, but only if you can remember that. I mean, the, <laughs> that's that's the problem. That's the experiencing versus remembering self all over again. Is I, every time I sit down to write, I actually really do like writing. I 
actually tend to disagree with Ryan. I find it rather enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I just don't find it enjoyable to have to sit down and do it because I, I don't remember enjoying it. I know that academically that the reason I can sit down for hours and do it is that I enjoy it, but having to get over the first hurdle is just a bitch every single time. So everybody listening, just start. Uh, yes. Yeah, I just think we can start. endorse that strategy. Go for that's it. A, that's a good one. That <laughs> one works pretty much all the time. What's next on the docket, Matt? Uh, we we got a couple now that things. Se- now that September is in hand. September's September is in hand, and by the way, like officially, it's still it's still August. But I I invented a new calendar on which today is September negative second. I'm fine with that. So so I could start my September, start my new month on a Monday, and I want to do this for the next like. For the next several months, I want to always have that day at the end of the month, which is also the end of my week, which is Sunday. So on that day, I'll evaluate like how things have gone over the last month, and then the next Monday we get into we get into the next month. Um, and you might say you might be thinking right now, well, like you can't do that because the months are going to have unequal like numbers of weeks. That's part of the great thing about this. Like, yeah, some months are going to have four weeks. Some months are going to have five weeks, and on those five-week months, then I can just like do a little bit more of whatever initiative that I'm that I'm taking. So September just turns out to be one of those four-week months. That means I got to go to bed on time for four weeks at least. But I'm fine with that. I'm still entirely baffled why our months don't all just equal out, and we don't. There's there's some specific scheme for it. I think it's it's either you pick like thirty days. There's this is part of the base 12 argument when you try to when you try to rework the entire world into a better version of metrics but it's like you do you do 6 day weeks and then you have 5 weeks a month so you got 30 days a month so you got 12 months and it's 360 days and then you have 5 days on the end and you just have like this weird wild card 5 day week sure. at the end of the year that sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> I, I don't know what you'd do with it but it's I think Christianity has something to do with why we use seven, but I, I think that's sufficiently arbitrary to uh, be overcome. Although, actually, no, I guess because in the in the Genesis story, God rests on the seventh day. I don't really know why that can't just be the start of the week. Like, it took him six days. So, why would he not just take a break when things start going? I'm Sure, sure. I, I'm advocating for six days. That's what I'm saying. I want six-day weeks. And not just because that makes... Weekends more frequent since I don't actually care about that in my current job. Six day weeks with a two day weekend, or or, or a one day weekend if corporate gets their yeah. way. We'd have to see. Well, pr- corporate would probably would probably do so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one one day of freedom. No. I just yeah leap year screws you over. By the way, we're in a leap year right now. In February, I did an extra day at work for free. There um, you go. Because I, I'm paid like twice monthly. Um, I would have been paid twice monthly if it weren't leap year, but you know, corporate got its way with, Never mind. Is, is leap year a corporate conspiracy? (laughs) That's, that's where I'm just stopping short of. I'm okay calling it a conspiracy. As a salaried individual, I'm okay calling leap year and all of the other time anomalies, uh, corporate interests gone too far. Hey everybody, Dave, David said it. I didn't say it. 
Yeah, it's, that's all me. The Machination <laughs> Log endorses this worldview wholeheartedly. But enough about that. What's our next topic? Matt's organized. Uh, Matt actually knows what he's going to talk about going into these podcasts. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about when I'm by myself most of the time. Okay, but this yeah. is the fourth time that I've shown up here in, in forever, and you do it like now every day. Yeah, so, but you, uh, but you, you keep doing it. Like you could have, you could have just stopped, and it could have just been like a whatever flow thing. Like every, this is this is organized. This is punctual. This is this is what you can expect when you hire freelance uh, physicist Matt Smeda <laughs> for whatever task you decide to see him fit for. Um, okay, so so I guess we can grab another one of these notes here. I'll just read something. At pseudo-random verbatim. Here we go. I am also ashamed that I don't do as much. Okay, so maybe I shouldn't have done it randomly because this is this is kind of like a, a linear thing. You didn't see what I wrote before that. But let's talk about it anyway. Also ashamed that I don't do as much. So, <sighs> I, I have this idea that I want to do things, right? Everybody wants to do things. And I want to do more. I feel like... Like I, I've got limited time here. I've got to, I've got to get stuff done. I gotta, I gotta do it up. Um, but then I find myself like, you know, on YouTube, on Reddit, doing these low, low quality things, which is, by the way, part of the reason why I've got this bedtime thing going because I cannot control myself at the end of the day. Um, so I was just like, okay, go to bed. But anyway, um, I, I just feel like I could be doing more. Like, sure, I've got my full time gig. And I've got to study for these exams, as we've talked about before on, on the podcast. But it feels like that's not an excuse for, like, for doing more things, particularly things that I'm interested in. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't really figured even out what those sorts of things that I would be interested in are. Like, for instance, I think that I might be interested in doing electronics projects. I think that I might be interested doing some like woodworking projects but i've barely explored these kinds of things because i tell myself like i don't have time and then i go browse reddit so i feel like this sucks and i'm kind of ashamed of it um you see the story the thing that i can relate to in that is literally the entire story you just said um <laughs> because i have a full-time job and i would love to do woodworking and electronics but i don't have the time the only part that i don't concur with is reddit i find other absolutely baffling ways to waste my time though like the uh <laughs> like the tim ferris podcast i don't know if you're familiar with tim ferris but uh, he, I, I know who he is i know he wrote the four hour thing yeah he wrote the four hour thing and the other four hour thing he sure. writes he he does a podcast which is theoretically useful because he interviews world-class performers to try to figure out the systems that make them tick but the problem is that when you talk to people like that you're getting advice from people who are successful in a way that you essentially cannot be. Um, he has some weird questions that sort of illuminate that fact. Uh, and the only person I've heard him uh, talk to that called him on it so far is Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs fame. Dirty jobs, yeah. um, when Tim Ferriss asked him if there was any advice that Mike would give his 25-year-old self, Mike essentially said, uh, no, because without that advice, I become who I am today. <laughs> like anything he tells himself, he doesn't know if it's going to screw him up. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you, there is, 
what what you learn what you learn very rapidly is just how much luck does go into being as outrageously successful as the people that he's talking to are. Um, and that's not that's not to throw shade on the podcast. I've listened to more than enough of it that I'd be insane to say that it's like not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does become junk food TED style very quickly if you're not careful. Like anything else. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, um, so I guess, no, I was agreeing with you that I don't feel like I'm doing stuff either, even though, I mean, that's almost demonstrably untrue. I do a podcast about doing things. So, I mean, if I'm not, if I'm not feeling fulfilled that way, that is on me 100%. (laughs) Um, but it's also, it's also a little illusory because I get a bunch of people on this podcast to talk about things they're doing. So it's. So generally speaking, even though I, I haven't been putting them out daily, I've been putting them out on a semi-regular basis, you're seeing the work that Nicole and Ryan and Mitchell and Hav and Nick, you're seeing all of these people's efforts come together in some sense. And it, I can imagine that as an omnibus and, hell, everything you're doing is on here too. It all makes it look like whatever your individual contribution is, isn't much. I mean, I remember yeah. writing I remember writing about this on social media a while ago about how everybody wants to just post cool stuff. And they don't, I mean, they don't want to embarrass their friends by talking about how great their lives are or all this amazing stuff they're doing, although some of them are jerks and do that anyway. Um, <laughs> but, but you're not going to put disheartening stuff on... On social media most of the time. You want to put stuff that seems a little encouraging, but everything you put that's encouraging is casting yourself in a positive light, and that just makes the sum total of stuff you have to contribute to that much brighter and that much harder to overcome, and it it, it leads to everything that makes social media a just depressing nightmare if you stay on there for too long. Well, that's one of the things too. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make people feel bad by flaunting whatever kind of success that I get. Yeah. So, so that's. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the reason why I don't really aspire too hard, um, because because I feel like if I'm more successful, then I'm like then I'm rising above somebody else. I'm, oh, by the way, like I'm. I I've got like shitty things going on. Everybody's got their shit to deal with. That too. Um. So I, I've got shitty things going on in my life that I kind of lie on social media implicitly by, like, not posting that stuff. But I also don't want to be a downer. Um, so I, I, everybody has this pressure on them to, to paint that positive picture of themselves. And well, it, you it don't, makes it, us all liars. Well, in the same way you don't want to necessarily like brag about the cool stuff you're doing, you don't want to drag your friends down with all the nonsense in your life that even you don't want to care about. I mean, that sure. just seems mean and selfish in its own way. Yeah, yeah. You got to strike a weird balance, so you just you post other people's cat videos, I guess. That's how you get around that. Yeah, I like to I like to post funny stuff like that. I, I'm like so, so some people talk about some some heavy some heavy serious stuff on social media I, I tend to shy away from that kind of stuff um not only because of good reasons but because of bad reasons as well like bad reasons i'm talking about like i i feel like i'm not well informed enough to to have an opinion about about something like insert charged issue here so i just don't comment on those kinds of things and and also i i feel like i'm kind of holding myself back or 
being held back like as a human by by not developing myself in, in these areas too. Maybe I need more opinion. It's that's an awkward balance. That's I think I've mentioned before. I was going to do a discussion a little while ago back when it was more heated about Black Lives Matter and uh, I just I could not come up with a way to do that did, that did not cause me so much heartburn. It just couldn't the project would have collapsed in some way. It was just not worth pursuing cuz I just don't and I as I I alluded yesterday, I'm going to I'm going to try to put it together an essay about why I I don't do politics on this podcast that there is I have uh, I think the old expression it's not that old an expression but it's a uh, I have opinions I I hold my opinions strongly but loosely so I I exercise significant conviction enough conviction to actually have an argument or care to have skin in the game but the skin in the game may be too much but I'm willing to drop them okay as things change because the the ultimate nice thing about most political fora is that um, whatever you're talking about is so much larger than you, than your opinion of it doesn't actually matter, which can be a saving grace, but it also still really matters in aggregate. So you have this horrible paradox where you feel the need to have the right answer, even though everybody thinks they have the right answer and it's really important, but not really important that you have the right opinion sure, in reality sure. and just, yeah, it leads down a rabbit hole. Like the one we're talking about right now. I apologize if that was a really boring thing to comment on, but <laughs> I just, that's, that's why I don't talk about politics in some, in some small form. There's some other stuff to it, but, but yeah. So social media is garbage, basically. It's, it just <laughs> that's encourages the That's the bottom line. Um, oh, wait a second. A, a question about something you said. It's, correct me if I misheard you or something um so you say that there are some issues that it doesn't matter they're too large such that it doesn't matter if you have an opinion about it is is that what you yeah. said yeah it's okay. it's the does, same does logic it, does it matter like in it might not matter in the grand scheme of things but in your like own little microcosm it does matter like in your, in your social circle like the way you talk about this kind of stuff with your friends and things like that are gonna are gonna inform possibly even make and break the kinds of relationships that you have if, if it gets to that point i agree that's why they suck so bad yeah. is that it can make and break relationships even though you as an individual have so little impact on the thing itself sure that i mean it's it, it makes some it makes some peripheral sense to guide your decision making about who you hang out with and affiliate with based on those decision based on those opinions but that's that's a heuristic you should get over rapidly. Like that's a, that's a first date proposition <laughs> from there. You should be moving on to more important material. I think. Well, well by having these strong opinions though, you, you make your own self more well-defined instead of like being, being a yes person, just equivocating all the time. You like, you have these strong opinions so that you can, you can filter out, or okay, or you express these strong opinions like as as part of like your personal brand or whatever you want to call it. So when you express these things, you, you, that tends to have a filtering effect on the people that that come into your lives. Um, people are going to leave. People are going to seek you out, and maybe that's like a, a better way to pursue social interactions and relationships with people because you're being so authentic. You you 
tend to attract the people that like that maybe you want to hang out with more. I don't think that works for politics because politics is so hot button, 50-50, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I, yeah. I think it's just a shallow way to do that. I, I can get on board with that. I agree. And it also generates, and again, we're, we're, we can fall down this rabbit hole all day of either sure. talking about <laughs> politics or complaining about it, but it's, it's why the echo chambers exist because <laughs> sure, they're sure. really, really easy to develop that way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I totally understand the value of an identity. Um, identifying as a furry was the first time I got to really affiliate earnestly with anything. And I mm-hmm. considered that to be extremely helpful after the first nine days. But it, um, <laughs> no, I, I totally see the power of identity that way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I need to, I need to figure something out like that. I mean, my, um, I don't know. I I don't feel like I have taken the initiative to, to keep my, my social capital like built up there. In other words, I don't feel like I have a lot of friends right now and that kind of sucks. Um, but I I take responsibility for this. Like that's on me. Like, Hey man, you, you gotta, you gotta go to work and you gotta study for your stuff. And you got to do other stuff too. You got to like go and get that social thing. Um, I just moved recently, so I, I've I've made friends with other people, like like in the in the neighborhood that I moved into. Like I've been making an effort to get to know people around here. And by the way, like because I don't live, I live in Pennsylvania, which is well more to the point. I moved. I've been moving frequently over the last several years. So I've had to, like, if I wanted to, to develop any kind of social circle, I've needed to, like, take charge of it myself. And I'm like, no, I got better things to do. And by the way, I got all this by myself. Turns out maybe not. <laughs> friends. There's a lot of research on the ideal number of friends. I don't know that I believe any of it. I don't think that can possibly be something that you can determine for a general population what the right number of them are. Uh, sure, yeah. Every, everything's like uh, like an average, and every, everyone's and their own little unique flower. <laughs> yeah, no, it's well said. I agree. <laughs> that said, I don't know what my ideal number is. I'm going with two. I think two friends is probably the right number. That might be it. Maybe yeah. two and a half. Yeah, you got like two and then one person you don't see very often. I can get bored of that. Or one half person you see all the time. Oh, yeah. No, I guess that's also possible. So, yeah, I think that uh, – does that cover – does that cover what you want to say about doing stuff? Um, kind of. I mean, I don't yeah, – for today. For today, yes. Okay. There's no – there isn't another angle you want to hit that at? Or do you want to save that for... Let's... Okay, so check this out. The other day, I was having problems with my computer keyboard. I'm using this this ThinkPad external keyboard. If you're familiar with the ThinkPad, I don't need to tell you anything. But if you're not, I'm going to tell you. The <laughs> great thing about the ThinkPad keyboard is it's got a track point in the middle of it. It's that thing, it's that mouse that you use with your index or your middle finger. And it's great... Because you don't have to move move your hand over to the mouse, move it away from the home row. And if you're thinking to yourself, like, who cares, Matt? Well, I care. So I like this keyboard. But the problem is that 
on my operating system, like there's no good way to adjust the sensitivity past a certain point for the mouse. And for this mouse to like actually work, for this like track point thing on the keyboard to work, um, you've got to adjust the sensitivity further. So I, f I went on a forum and I figured out like, okay, this is a place, this is a place where you do it. You got to go to the command line. You got to enter this command, like look up what ID number your keyboard has, like on the USB and then see, oh, it's 13 right now. Okay, great. Then use this command with the number 13 and you will turn your sensitivity up to the proper amount. Fantastic. Problem is, sometimes that 13 is a 14, sometimes it's 7, sometimes it's like 22. Um, actually, no, it's never 22, I take that back, it's very important. Um, anyway, I needed to do this every single time that I got onto my computer. I need to like adjust the sensitivity. So I was like, okay, I know a little bit about scripting, I want to make something, I want to make a script. And yeah, I'm not the best at this kind of thing, but I think that I can write a little script um, to do this for me. So it was past my bedtime, but I wasn't tired that night. And also, like, I wasn't really adhering to the whole bedtime thing. It wasn't a well-defined goal at that point. So what I did was to whip up a little script, and hell, it worked! This is awesome! Like, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. I can unplug it, replug it, run the script, puts the keyboard to the right sensitivity. And man, like, this... This wasn't anything. Like, I'm getting pumped up about this right now, but who cares about this? Well, I cared about it, and it made me feel great. I care and, about it, Matt. Well, I care you, about Dave. your scripting skills. Thank you so much. And, like, yeah, it, it's not... My, my scripting skills aren't that great, but you don't need to have great scripting skills to, like, solve a little problem for yourself like this. And solving that little problem made me feel fantastic. Um, I had a shitty day at work that day, and I brought that shittiness home with me, and like I felt just drained. But at the end of the day, I wasn't tired because I like I didn't do enough stuff that day. So that was a horrible feeling. So I decided like, okay, I can't go to bed now. I got to get on the computer. And then after I, after like an hour of like exploring that, looking around, getting the script working, I went to bed and I was like, fuck yeah, dude, good job. Um, and I want more of that in my life. The little victories. The I can little victories. I can definitely get behind that. That is. Yeah, yeah. The so, magic of so the I've flow got state. To, that's that's what I was in. I was in the flow state, and and I know about flow. The flow state is like where you lose track of time and you're just like working at the optimum difficulty level. Like it's not too easy, not too hard. And you're just loving life, and that's what I want more of. Um, but. It seems sometimes that wanting the flow state is like one of my goals that is at odds with some of the other goals that I have for my life, um, which, which I've decided are more important goals. Like it's more important to suffer through uh, learning how to calculate a life expectancy uh, or Ooh. like how to, how to use the, the Kolmogorov forward equations or whatever the fuck those are. Um, they boring. sound exciting. Oh, they, sure, they sound great. <laughs> um, but and I'm knocking actu I'm knocking actuarial right now. But I, I can enjoy it sometimes. But yeah, as you say, the the point is to get into the flow state. Have you ever been in the flow state with actuarial stuff? Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's like something I have to remind myself of. Like 
Like I've I've written down in my log several times, like, hey, remember this time that you enjoyed like working on these problems, studying for this test? Like, go back to that. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> um or or I can, but it's not as it's not as common as it once was. I guess I guess I've built up some like resentment for it. And I hate I hate that. I was going to say I hate myself for that. I don't hate myself for that, but I hate that. And I assume your professional responsibilities don't coincide with those uh with those potential flow states all that often. Um yeah, that's mostly correct. I mean, I I I hit the flow thing, the flow state at work from time to time, but it's it's kind of rare and I worry about that. I I worry like like man, is this is this the place for me? Is this the the career for me? Um, I I don't know, but but that's that's one other thing. Like I gotta, I know that I gotta stop thinking about that. And like, okay, I gotta stop thinking about that every day. It is important to think about that, but only from time to time. Um, but only once every six weeks when you come on this podcast. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'm, we're kind of joking about that right now, but but um, I, I think it is an important thing to make a commitment to something like like studying for an actuarial exam, and then not thinking about it. You've just got to say like, okay, you've got to trust yourself. You've got to trust that past version of yourself to make a good decision about how future version or present version of yourself is going to spend your time, their time. And then just go with it. Don't fucking think about it because you've only got so much brain to use. Just do it. And then, like, the day after the test or the week after the test, you can, you can do a week of thinking, do a week of reevaluation, and do a week of making that next, next decision about where you're going to spend your next month, three months, six months, and so on. That's exactly the logic that I used behind the, uh, the daily podcasts. and. That exact dilemma of thinking about it too hard almost didn't make me put one out yesterday <laughs> because I was only three days into that scheme and all and I could not convince myself to put out another podcast because I didn't think I had anything to say. And you could argue that I didn't have anything to say, but it is way more important to just make lemonade out of the lemons. Like it's yes. it's about it's about the difference between making do with what you've got and just saying no out of either laziness or fear, which is usually what people do. Uh, I forget who I was talking about this with, the notion of risk and the way that, generally speaking, when people consider something risky or sacrificial, they're really just being lazy or fearful unnecessarily, (laughs) especially in the modern world. I mean, almost nothing you do is actually that costly anymore. (laughs) Sure, sure. I'm not going to get eaten by a cheetah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it sounds so much better to say, like, oh, I'm not going to do this because it's not worth it. No, well, it's, hey, asshole, you're just doing it because you're lazy. Yeah. Well, and it feels wise in the moment. You feel like you're conserving <laughs> energy for something else. Like you're I'm going so- to. <laughs> right, right. I'm so creative that I can come with, up with, like, a wonderful reason to, to discard my goal. And I'm, I'm very creative. I can come up with all kinds of reasons why it's yeah. not profitable to me to study for this exam and go do something else but then i gotta rope myself in and say like look man 
this past version of yourself made the decision for you. You've got to trust yourself. You've got to trust that version of yourself to have made the right decision. And now it's on you for like the, the 60 or 90 days or whatever to go with it. That stupid old self thinks it knows everything in the world. Yeah, no, well, well, you gotta, we, we have to make these decisions or else, like, I, I do this from time to time. I get stuck in that analysis paralysis thing, but we have got to make decisions because the time is going to pass no matter what. Yep. No doubt. What else we got, Matt? It's hot in my room today. I turned off the air conditioning so that I could uh, get some audio quality going in here. Um, and and I'm, I'm quite sweaty right now. But it's all <laughs> worth it, man. I'm complaining. No, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm just observing. That's fine by me. You can turn the AC on. I'll... We've got the AC going on in here. I don't know how much of that's getting picked up. I don't think much. But... Oh, I, I, I don't hear anything. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't think our audience is actually all that picky. I'm probably the only person in the audience for this podcast that actually cares about what it sounds like. So uh, it, it'll be it'll be nice in the future to go back and 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 see like some some quality audio there. Which, by the way, you're not getting from my side because, like David said, I'm I'm in in cyberspace right now and I don't have a, a sick setup. What? Eh, it'll be fine. You send the files over. It's all good. The, the The marginal difference between between just having a little ear set up and this array of nonsense is not large, and it's something you forget after about fifteen minutes. Uh-oh. Pareto principle, man. Eighty twenty rule. Eighty twenty. What is that? That is a great question, Matt. What is the eighty twenty rule? Um, eighty twenty rule says, uh, okay, so it's applicable in the way that David just talked about. It. Like, like he's he's going for like a good setup, some high quality audio. Whereas for me, I've got like like maybe eighty percent of what David's got, but I I barely have any equipment. Like I just got like twenty percent of the equipment, but I'm up to like level point eight, David. There's um, maybe, and that's it's... that's the eighty twenty. I, I don't know if the eighty twenty rule here applies because the difference we're talking about is probably like seventy to eighty in terms of quality and probably two to ninety six <laughs> in terms of cost. But I round everything to eighty twenty. <laughs> that's, that's, reasonable. that's it's, reasonable. It's just a rounding error. That's all. <laughs> Anything else on the docket? No, you know, I think I think that does just about does it for now. That's that's how I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Um, I, I I need to trust my past self a little bit more, um, and I just need to like keep with this commitment. And you know, I I know I know at least logically that I'm going to come out on the other side of this, and that it's all going to be okay. Like like yeah, you spent another two months, and then I'll I'll take it. I'll I'll evaluate it, and then we'll go from there. And and to help me get there, I'm going to bed on time. That's that's a that's a fact, a true fact. I absolutely endorse that plan for you and me. Frankly, I probably ought to. What is you? Uh, what nine being asleep by ten is sort of the deal there. Um, at least being trying to fall asleep by ten. By I'm not going to knock myself if I'm not asleep by ten. I can swing that. I'll do yeah. that tonight. That sounds reasonable. Everybody else, do that tonight too. What is it, Tuesday? Have a great Wednesday. That's 
And the best way to do that is to fall asleep at 10. Unless you're already falling asleep before then, but I don't know when the hell you'd be getting up at that point. If you're listening to this podcast post 10 p.m. You fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have a terrible Wednesday. (laughs) Sorry. No, no, but I I think, you know, I think that's, uh, that's all I got for you in the audience today. That's more than your, uh, I don't know what the hell I was going to try to end that sentence with. I more than appreciate what you have already brought to the table here. So one, one last thing that I'll leave at the table. Earlier, David called me uh, called me a physicist. I think I describe myself more as a more as an ex was never a physicist. Um, but but yeah. Oh, I was going to say if you if you just went with ex physicist, that's almost more intriguing because <laughs> it implies you had some sort of falling out with the physics establishment. And went yeah, I, just, I, I just got bored. That's a nice way of saying I didn't think I could swing it. That's I, that. That's the story of a lot of the physics people that I'm aware of. So, yeah, myself included. Well, Matt, I will not waste any more of your precious evening, of which you've only got about three hours left now. So, uh, I'll leave you to it. <laughs> there is a downside to the sleeping on time thing. You don't get as much time at night to watch YouTube videos. Right, man. I'm I'm so sad now. Yeah. Oh well. You'll persevere. I will. I promise. I don't know what I I don't know how I would have any impact on that, but I'm still (laughs) making big promises of me there. Yep. Well, thank you, David. (laughs) Matt, thanks for being part of the Machination Log. Yes, sir. Good morning, everybody.